expecting an answer. Because if we are asking with doubt, we are an unstable person driven and tossed like the waves of the sea. We're up one day because we feel it. Then the next day when we don't feel it, we're down. We're, we're, we're excited this day because, oh, man, I got inspired. Then the next day, we're all the way back over here. You're up and you're down. You're in and you're out. Why? Because you're living your life based on your feelings, not living your life based on the truth of God's word. Don't say that about me. I, 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 hey, hey, listen, listen. We've all been there, and I don't have too much pride to say that there's been some times I've been unstable because one day I'm standing on the mountaintop. I'm standing on the promises, brother. And then the very next day, I just don't feel it today. I don't even know if any of that stuff works and blah, 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 blah. That's instability, and that means I haven't guarded my heart, and that's a torturous spot to be in because then the spirit of fear comes in. And so let's look at the rest of this. Verse 7. So the person that asks but then doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, for let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Ow! Man, don't say that, James. Don't say that. Don't even, th- th- that person, that guy, it says, don't, don't even let that guy suppose that he's going to receive anything from the Lord. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. That if we are asking, but then just doubting, Lord, I'll, I'll, hey, Jesus' name, this is going to happen. Believe it when I see it. I doubt it didn't work last time. I don't know if it's going to work this time. I, and, and hey, brother, did, didn't you pray about that? Yeah, we prayed about it, but, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Listen, don't let that guy suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. Wow. And so some people are like, I don't know why I'm not receiving anything from the Lord. Hey, it could be this right here. That's just something to consider. Look at verse 8. It says, this person that's like this, verse 8, he's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. I don't know one stable person in my life that isn't stable in the word of God and stable in fighting off doubt. But I can tell you this much. All of the unstable people I know, and I I know a fair amount of unstable people, but uh, the unstable people that I know, they're people that constantly are one day, hey, I'm standing on the Bible, I'm standing on the word one day, and the next day they're doubting the very thing that they were standing on yesterday. If you've been saved very long at all, you realize that sometimes you've got to fight the good fight of faith, and it takes more than five minutes, American We're used to getting some very instant things around here, aren't we? And so it seems to be specifically, especially hard for some of us over here in these United States when we don't get the answer by tomorrow afternoon. Or, hey, sometimes, let's just get real, there's a different answer than what we wanted. Now, the answer is always in line with God's word, but let's just get real. Sometimes God's got a different answer for you. And what do we do? Oh, I don't feel it today, man. And the very scriptures you were standing on yesterday, today, are nowhere to be found. I'm not judging. I'm not putting down. I'm trying to help. Listen to me. That's a double-minded person, unstable in all their ways. I don't know one stable person that goes back and forth on the word of God. When they lock in on it, they lock in and they don't let go. Then storms may come and difficulties may come, but they don't let go of the word of God just because the wind's blowing. They hang on tighter than ever. Guard your heart against fear. 
guard your heart against doubt because doubt will come in and try to choke the word of God against you. And I'm telling you right now, you need to stand on it. And so, again, I've said this, but anytime someone's like, I know the Bible says this, but this is going on. Or we know, we know, brother, we know, we know. We used to give by faith, brother, but now we give by wisdom. Someone said, <laughs> we do everything by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes, brother, we uh, we used to preach healing, but now this happened, a, a pandemic, and, and, and but, 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 but. Listen, we had billy goats when I was a kid. Billy goats, but. Sheep say, bah. Are you a goat or are you a sheep? Man, the Lord is my shepherd. I am a sheep, and his sheep know his voice. Get your butt out of the way. Quit that. Never follow up a Bible verse with 2 Timothy 1 7 says, For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of a sound mind. But we know who you are. You're a goat. You're a billy goat. I, I lived in a little redneck town, all right? Uh, uh, in fact, my first job when Katie and I got married, um, no joke, my first job was at Hardee's, okay? Making $6 an hour. My father in law was so proud that his daughter married a winner. And so here I am, come on, 19 years old, flipping burgers, married. And anyway, the point of this story is this, is that it was a little redneck town, and one day, well, I'm working the drive-thru, and I, some guy pulls up, and I hear, meh, meh. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Dude, pull, there's a billy goat in the cab of his pickup truck. I'm like, what is going on here? And I mean, you know, this thing's buttoning and making a mess and everything. And I'm like, man, listen, I just thought that that was some religious, doubt-filled Christian, because I've heard a bunch of those, too. But listen, it was, a, it was a real billy goat that time. But listen to me right now. If you are one of his sheep, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. If you know the voice of God, you've got no business saying God's word says this. But don't say that ever again. God's word says this, period. That's all I need. Amen. His word says by Jesus wounds, by his stripes, I've been healed. Period. That's all that I need. His word says that he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. His word says to fear not. Period. That's all that I need right there. Amen. And so you better start putting some periods where your butt used to be, and you better get it together. In the name of Jesus, I command you to quit doing that to God's word. Quit disrespecting his word. How disrespectful is it when you promise your kids something? What if you overheard them talking to their friends? Hey, Timmy, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, I'm doing good. Hey, I heard that your dad promised you some new shoes. Yeah, he promised them, but you know, you know what happened last time. Yeah, my dad promised to take us to the game, but, uh, and, and I, if I'm the dad, I'm like, why are you insulting me like that, man? You're making me look bad in front of everybody. It's the same way with God's kids whenever they're saying, hey, uh, God's word promises this, but my dad can't really be trusted is what you're saying. Do not attack me. I have security in this building. Listen to me. I do. Listen to me. Sometimes people are like, hey, uh, he hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but we believe in healing, but, you know, this. We believe in, in prosperity, but this. We believe that, that this is it, but let's, all you're doing is saying, yeah, my dad said this, but I can't really trust him to do what he said. Now, you don't have to agree with me. I can wait until we get to heaven for God to tell you how right that I am right now. Listen to me. 
I'm right on this one. I've been wrong before, but I'm confident that I'm right on this. That every time that we have to put a but after a promise from God, we're saying that, well, you can't really trust God to do what he said he was good. He's good. Oh, we love him. He's good. But uh, he don't do that no more. He don't do that no more. When I was in first grade, I've shared this story, but I'm going to share it again. When I was in first grade, my dear mother on the front row sent me to vacation Bible school at this little country church. Beautiful little postcard, you know, little white chapel out in the middle of the woods. Beautiful place. Sent me and Josh here over to vacation Bible school. Thought it would be a good idea. And it was cute and it was fun. But um, this was not a spirit-filled church. It was a denominational church. I won't, you know, disclose who because that's not nice. That's mean. But at the same time, I have had it drilled into my brain since I was a baby that the word of God is true. And if God said it, you just believe it. No questions asked. I mean, that is that runs deep within because my parents put it in since I was a in fact before we were born. Mama had her hands on her belly and dad did. And they were speaking the Bible over us before we ever even exited. And so it runs deep. All right. And so one thing that especially the first Bible verse I ever learned was first Peter two twenty four. And to sum it all up, the last sentence there is that by Jesus stripes, by his wounds, you were healed. And so I've, even before I ever had cancer, I've been told that Jesus is my healer and you trust him. And so I'm in vacation Bible school, you know, I don't know, just doing our thing, you know, whatever 90s kids did. Had my Walkman or something, I don't know. And so we're, uh, this lady, the, the, the teacher's telling the story of when this, uh, this lame man wanted to get to see Jesus, but there wasn't enough room. So his friends cut a hole in the roof and they lowered the man down to Jesus and Jesus healed the man. And all these little kids are sitting on the edge of their seat, listening to the story. Wow, that's awesome. And then the teacher who looked like she was actually there at the time of the event, cause she was old. She, I'm just going to shoot. This lady was ancient, very old. Uh, nice lady, nice lady. But here's what she said next. All the little kids are, yay, Jesus. And then she said, whoa, kids. But you know Jesus doesn't do that type of thing anymore. Literally said that. And here I am. I've been told my whole six years of existence that Jesus heals people all the time. And Jesus is good. And that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Jesus healed people 2,000 years ago and he doesn't do it right now, that means he changed somewhere along the way. And that means he's a liar and a fraud. Well, anyway, Jesus isn't a liar. He's not a fraud. Jesus didn't change a lot of his people changed over the years and started doubting him, but he didn't change. And so this lady's like, no, whoa, kids, whoa, slow down. But you realize he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that stuff anymore. And I stood up and I said, oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Because I was six. I had already been healed of leukemia at that point in time. I, had, I was crippled and I couldn't take two steps. And Jesus miraculously healed me. You cannot tell me that Jesus is not the healer. Jesus is the healer. And if it comes down to it, I'll call you a liar. And so maybe I could have handled it nicer. I don't know. I tried to the best I could for a six-year-old. But I said, you know, no, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Jesus is right. He does still heal people. He is the healer. And so we had a theological discussion in front of the other first graders. But I told the whole story of how I was healed of leukemia and being crippled. Amen? 
And listen, the kids of this church would do the exact same thing because if they've been here very long at all, you're too late to tell them that they can't trust God. And how dare you come in and tell children, it says that, but, you know, be careful. Just be careful. No, I don't want to be careful. I cast my cares upon the Lord, right? Listen to me. I cast those upon the Lord. I can believe God. I can believe his word. Guard your heart against fear and guard it against doubt. You can trust God all day long. And number three is this. Guard your heart from negativity. From negativity. From negativity. From negativity. From negativity. I don't like to be around negative people. And, you know, um, I, I just, it's just super irritating to me. Uh, pessimism and, and people that always find the bad in any situation. I heard this story about these two guys. Uh, they were close friends. One guy was an optimist. One guy was a pessimist. And so the optimist, upbeat friend, he was like, man, I am bound and determined. I'm going to force this guy to at least say one thing positive. One thing. And so he's like, I got an idea. So he goes to the pet store, and, and he's like, you know what, uh, uh, Mr. Pet Store Owner, I need the most amazing, talented, incredible pet that you have. And he told him about his friend, and the guy's like, oh, I got just the perfect thing. I've got this parrot over here. He's the most colorful bird I've ever seen. He can say more words than any bird we've ever seen in here before. This thing, there's nothing bad you can say about him. And the, and the optimist friend, he's like, wow. I know my friend, he'll just make fun of the way he, the bird pronounces things. He'll say that he has too many colors or something. What else you got? And the pet store owner says, oh, I've got it. I've got a dog that can walk on water. And the, you have a dog that can walk on water? Yes. So the optimist says, give me that dog. He buys the dog. And he invites his friend out to the park later that day. And as they're walking, he's playing fetch with the dog. And he's like, hey, check this out. He throws the stick under the water and the dog runs out there grabs the stick and brings it back and the optimist is just standing there like watching and the uh, the pessimist was doing that the optimistic guy's like hey did you uh, notice anything about that uh my new dog notice anything special he's like sure that dumb thing can't even swim <laughs> so what i'm saying is this there are people that no matter what's going on they will find the negative. They will find a, they, I know people that will find a way to spin good news into bad news. But on the other hand, I know some people that you could, you could hand them any bad situation. They're like, oh, okay, this is great because when I get healed of this, praise God, I'm going to have the biggest testimony in Barstow. 